0: Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth
1: Management. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Welcome to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor with Align. And boy, do we have a great show for you today. Everything that you wanted to know about inflation and more, uh, piggybacking off of what we did last week. And if you can believe it or not, This is the first show for March, 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 March of 2023. As I said uh, just a few moments ago, inflation has been the story, especially the last two or three weeks. Uh, Last week, we did have a hotter than expected inflation number. And with rates going up, uh, the markets have cooled a bit. Probably the biggest newsworthy item uh, I would start with is the 10-year Treasury Uh, In yesterday's trading, we hit uh, 409 on the yield, closed at about 407. Um, These are levels uh, we haven't seen since early November, and uh, stock market investors are probably looking to not see them again, uh, maybe uh, the rest of their lives, if they can get things to go lower. Uh, Yesterday, the market's kind of rebounded after a uh, lackluster uh, week, you know, we uh, February was kind of a bad month, um, closed out with a little bit of a mixed bag, uh, first two d- days of the week. And then March has started off, uh, you know, I'd say on a decent footing. Uh, Dow Jones was up about 340 points yesterday, SP up around uh, almost 30 to the 39.81 level, and the NASDAQ composite up 83.50. Uh, the big numbers for the SP that we'll continue to watch over the coming weeks is can the SP. Sustain a level above 4,000. Uh, that is yet to be seen, and we will take a deeper dive on that in future episodes. Now, if you're a listener to the show uh, for a long time, you know we have kind of our favorite things that we look at, especially commodities. Uh, lumber uh, per 1,000 board feet went out at 408 uh, in Thursday's trading, and we have bounced around uh, 400 twice, once in the. Um, January, actually December, January, February. And it looks like we're going to make another run to try to crash through the 400 level anytime soon. The um, live cattle pricing is still at around 164 per 100 pounds of uh, those cows. And we are way, way, way at the top of the chart there. But it does appear we are starting to trade in a little bit of a uh, leveling out pattern which hopefully means at some point that leveling out will be headed down and speaking of down uh you're looking at live hogs um you know we're off off the floor that we hit at the end of january but definitely way off uh by probably you know 20% plus from the highs. Oil went out in Thursday's trading West Texas Intermediate at 7801 Gold's in there at about um, 1842 an ounce. Uh, gold had kind of a crummy February as well, but certainly uh, bounced off of that earlier this week. As I said, we've got a great show for you this week, focusing on inflation and everything you wanted to know about that. Keep listening right here on this channel for Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. We'll be back in 60 seconds.
1: What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor.
0: Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. Uh, I'm your host, Drew Watson. As we said, this is the first show in March 2023. For the financial friday show and boy uh you know february was kind of a um little bit of a uh kick in the crotch so to speak uh but uh, the week uh, that has started uh march has been a little bit of a mixed bag and if we look back and kind of look at uh, kind of the perspectives of the week uh I want to take this segment and kind of review, you know, where we were, and um, you know, we'll kind of focus more on where we're going. But it's always good to take a um, you know step back, and and a, as my mentor says, take a recess to reassess. But, uh, you know, last week we know stocks were down. Uh, It was a holiday shortened week and the S&P index was down about 2.7% for the week. Uh, the NASDAQ composite slid about 3.3%. Uh, it was its third straight week of losses and the Dow Jones Industrial Average finished lower by 3%. Uh, the NASDAQ saw its worst week since early December, and while the Dow has given back all of its January gains and is now slightly lower on the year, the broader S&P 500 finished below the 4,000 level last week with growth and value each declining by 2.5% or more. Uh, as I said in the open, you know, that 4,000 level is important, uh, maybe more so psychologically, but it is a, a broad level of support. Uh, but despite giving back some of the earlier uh, gains from January uh, returns this month, the S&P 500 and NASDAQ continue to hold on to year-to-date gains. Importantly, Treasury prices weakened across the curve, and the two-year Treasury yield finished the week at 4.8%, and the 10-year yield ended at 395 The Fed-sensitive two-year jumped above the 4.8% last Friday, the highest level since 2007. Notably, current yields are meaningfully higher than where they stood in mid-January. As a result, Treasuries and other conservative assets currently offer investors competitive returns for less risk compared to stocks. On the margin, stocks are seeing increased competition from bonds and money market funds this month. And I believe this dynamic is contributing to the outflow seen across equity funds in February. And interestingly enough, the two-year to 10-year U.S. Treasury spread continues to sit at some of its most inverted levels since the early 1980s and in some respects on an inflation-adjusted basis, maybe ever. Over the last three U.S. economic downturns, a U.S. recession has followed once. The two-year, ten-year spread has inverted, i.e. turned negative. What that means is you can get higher interest Uh, Rates on tying your money up for two years rather than 10 years. Uh, Today, the mixed signals coming from economic data combined with slowing earnings trends, rising yields, and a Fed determined to bring down inflation have stock investors concerned the central bank will continue tightening monetary policy right into the next recession. And historically, most recessions, not all, are brought to you by increased interest rates. Uh, The last recession we had... Was not such an interest rate induced inflation, but it was the great, um, great financial crisis that that caused that. Uh, bulls have continued to look through this back in rates and an inverted yield curve, focusing instead on a solid labor market and positive macroeconomic surprises, such as the city economic surprise index sitting at its highest level since April of 2022. A soft landing scenario is the central theme across this camp and still benign credit conditions and consumer resilience as the pillars of support against a tightening Federal Reserve. But the bears can quickly point to equity headwinds, including a sharp backup in rates, falling earnings estimates, a higher for longer terminal rate, and stretched stock valuations. Combined, these bull bear market dynamics show the investing environment remains highly fluid and uncertain at the moment, arguing for caution and a disciplined investment approach. Outside of stocks and bonds, the U.S. dollar index rose 1.3 percent last week and started this week uh, continuing that trend. That's been the biggest move really since September. The dollar has posted gains over four straight weeks following a steep decline from its September high to its late January low. West Texas intermediate crude settled last week down just a tad, and gold ended down about 1.8%. February was probably one of the worst months for gold uh, recently, but nothing um, really to write home about there. On the economic front, growth in the final quarter of last year, while positive, was less robust than initially reported after a second look at the data. The fourth quarter 2022 U.S. GDP expanded at 2.7 percent quarter-over-quarter annualized, following an initial reading of 2.9 percent to the upside. While the slight difference does little to alter the overall assessment of the final quarter of last year, hotter-than-expected inflation during the period reduced growth in real terms. Given the hotter than expected inflation trends are the Fed's primary focus today, the reduced growth in Q4 due to higher prices didn't set well with investors. Importantly, the Fed's preferred inflation gauge also came in hotter than expected for January. With the core personal consumption expenditure, PCE rose 4.7 percent year over year in January, well above the 4.3 percent expected. Uh, as we Really kind of dove into this last week. It appears food is the main culprit. Along with upward PCE revisions for December and strong consumer spending in January, last week's economic updates were not very market-friendly, meaning the Fed's work to curb inflation and cool demand remains incomplete, which could pose more headwinds for stock prices in the months ahead. You know, regarding the Fed's work, the February uh, Federal Open Markets Committee meeting minutes showed all officials supported a 25 basis point rate hike at last month's meeting, with a few favoring a 50 basis point or half a percent move. And while all officials saw the benefit of slowing the pace of rate hikes, officials that supported a half percent move believed moving quickly to a higher terminal rate would achieve sufficiently restrictive policy faster and as a result uh, the odds of a 50 basis point rate hike in the fed funds rate at the march meeting currently stands at 27% just a month ago the figure was 0 So, importantly, the minutes did not mention the term disinflation or make reference to a pause in rate hikes. The bottom line is, if we look through last week's material, the Fed continues to see inflation as a key risk to price stability, uh, and they believe higher rates will likely help curve price pressures and is not signaling they are close to a pause, let alone considering cutting rates. Uh, You know, essentially, the people in the... Uh, camp that the Fed will have to cut rates are right now in a strong minority, but certainly I think we will see uh, additional pressure depending on what happens with the economy uh, moving forward. But uh, you know, this week's been a different story, and certainly day to day stocks look to be data dependent as well as one eye on the Fed. But it's clear as uh, we you know, kind of got into our in our financial planning portion of this show, a discussion about where um, interest rates are going and where inflation is going uh, has been
1: a uh, key contributor.
0: Keep listening to Financial Fridays right on this station and we'll be back after a word from our sponsor.
1: When today is unpredictable, You need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now, call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky.
0: Hello and welcome back. To Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and uh, this is the financial planning segment of our show, where we take a deeper dive into financial planning issues and uh, let you know what's uh, working and uh, what's not, where there's opportunities uh, for everything regarded to financial planning. And as we start March, uh, it's a good idea to discuss taxes. Now, one thing's clear, if you're an investor, especially you use mutual funds um, or exchange traded funds or stocks for that matter, you may have experienced the phenomenon of a corrected 1099 form. Now, this drives a lot of investors crazy, uh, especially if they really like to As the minute they get their tax forms in the mail uh, to go file their taxes with regards to uh, getting their taxes prepared. But more often than not, in this complicated world, there are uh, amended or corrected 1099s issued. Now, typically the story behind this is uh, usually a company has considered the dividends or, let's say more correctly, the cash flow they produce to be considered a qualified dividend because qualified dividends um, receive special tax treatment and are not taxed as high as a normal, uh, say, just regular interest payments or non-qualified dividends. But in order for a company To really, um, I guess to really have qualified dividends, they have to meet certain standards and certain, you know, government tests and requirements, et cetera. And at the end of the day, what we're looking at is that, uh, some of those companies don't make that. And so, therefore, they must reclassify their cash flow that they spit out to investors during the year as either a nonqualified dividend, a return of principal, uh, just regular interest, or some other form. And uh, this can oftentimes uh, create a lot of angst. Uh, Confusion, additional expenses for investors. Now, more and more investment companies are recommending that investors wait until after March 15th to take the stuff, take their material to their CPA or to finalize their taxes because of the phenomenon of corrected 1099s. This is a very legitimate, um, I think, request. Most oftentimes companies are under a March 15th deadline from a corporate basis to file their taxes and a lot of the final uh, say in whether or not their dividends are qualified um, you know, won't be known until perhaps even that day. As you look into this a little bit further, I think a pretty good example is a very large company that uh, was world famous for a time and saw its stock price collapse several years ago. Uh, You know, had a uh, long track record of paying a very good dividend, had to cut his dividend next to zero, and then once uh, that tax year was filed, uh, they had to reclassify the cash flow they had paid out before they cut their dividend as something other than a qualified uh, qualified dividend. So if you w- you're frustrated that you kind of keep getting these in the mail, don't worry, that's why it's happening, and more often than not, when you look to see what has exactly been changed or corrected, you find that usually your investment company will print a C uh, out to the right of anything that's corrected. And more often than not, it's a de minimis amount that may not even require any additional um, work on your part. But obviously, check with your tax preparer to make sure uh, because some of these, even though They do make changes. They may not make enough changes, uh, to, um, you know, require a lot of additional work on the ta, and the, basically for you or your tax preparer. Um, now, how to get around this? Well, you know, you, uh, stick with companies that typically pay dividends, uh, but there's really, if you're going to be a stock investor, there's almost no way to avoid this as eventually um, it's going to catch up to everybody. Because, with the example I gave you, even the most um, kind of well weathered uh, companies have had times where they um, may not have made the numbers they needed to to have a um, specific stock investment. So, you know, we want to make sure that everybody is aware and fully cognizant of, this is kind of a phenomenon that will keep happening. Now, with all that said, it, uh, you know, the people that are acutely aware of this as well is the IRS. I mean, they understand that um individual investors don't have a lot of control over this, uh, and they understand that this type of thing happens. Um now it's not that they're going to give you a pass if you don't correct your return if you need to, but they do absolutely uh, you know understand that uh, this this stuff happens. Um, you know now, in looking at where to go forward, uh, you know the other thing that, that happens to some extent is funds that uh, invest in various items have this happen. Um, you know, if you worked in the coal mines, you know certain things roll downhill. And at the end of the day, they have to get their corrections out just as fast. I would caution in saying that, uh, you know, very few people have, um, you know, complete control over this as, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I would... Um, be very 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 uh cautious of anybody that that would claim that they would have uh, you know total control and this wouldn't happen as you know one of the items that just has to you know play through is if you invest in companies, you have to go by what they recommend uh, in the forefront and if they have a change in their financial condition where um, you know certainly Uh, you know it it affects their tax status that's something that really no one has control over so if you are hearing stories that uh, (laughs) that there's ways to control this i would view that very skeptically as there are oftentimes uh no way around uh, this unfortunate incident keep listening to financial fridays right here on this station and we will be back in 60 seconds after a word from our sponsors
1: what do you want to do when you grow up when we were young it's a question we were often asked as we get older our passions become clearer our pursuits become careers and if we're diligent we begin to plan for the life we want to live that's why at Ameriprise Financial we ask what's most important to you Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270 684 8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to
0: Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor. With a line, and this is the email segment of our show where we ask you to send in your questions, uh, and we try to get you answers uh, with regards to those questions. Uh, questions that come in this week have mainly been around, you know, earnings. People I think are paying more attention to earnings reports, especially last week. We had a lot of big retailers that have come out with their earnings. Um, such as walmart being kind of the poster child for that and with uh, earnings being in the headlines and inflation seemingly never to get out of the headlines the question was uh, are these companies using uh, inflation as an excuse just to raise prices uh, and how often are they discussing this so the uh, first part of the answer i believe is sure i, I I do think probably some companies feel like they've been beaten down over the last few years of having to keep prices low. And with now inflation being almost an, a ubiquitous term uh, mentioned daily in American life, they probably feel like this is a safest time as any to slide out some price increases. Uh, now, depending on the business uh, some of these are more open faced than others and some are kind of quite shocking. You know, it's not uncommon that you talk to anybody with any age on them and they can remember when you could buy a car or a truck for less than ten thousand dollars and now pickup trucks are routinely priced over fifty and even to seventy five or eighty thousand dollars per unit and some cars are coming in close to a hundred thousand or more um with new model years. Uh, this is also probably the second most common place where people see really higher prices striking them in the face would be when they go to the grocery store now uh, obviously we've had some uh, pandemic restrictions and some pieces of the food chain as we talked about uh, you know last week at length have seen huge prices but others uh, it's seemingly uh, just a uh one increase after another. I know last week beef made a new high uh, in the commodity space uh, if you look at live cattle. And earlier this week, um, you know, live cattle continued to increase. And, I mean, we are kind of way, way, way uh, at the top, tip top of where we are with beef prices with no end in sight. Now, that doesn't mean – um, that there may be some reasons for that but specifics um, you know might also prove positive that uh, for years cattle farmers have struggled to get good pricing and maybe this is a chance where uh, the community is trying to get it all back at once and I think a final area you can see where prices have been you know, kind of staggeringly increased is uh, that in travel especially airline tickets now um, you know Jet fuel obviously peaked uh, about a year ago, and it's been quite some time since oil has, uh, you know, by let's call it West Texas crude. If we look at, uh, you know, this midweek, we're around $77, but we're getting out closer to nine months from the uh, peak in oil prices. And you would definitely think that we should start seeing some relief, uh, especially with airline tickets. But airline tickets have continued a merciless onslaught uh, of, of continued uh, higher prices. So, you know, usually what happens is once consumers figure out who's rising, raising prices just for the sake of raising prices, um, you know, the backlash is pretty strong and quick. Because as a colleague of mine always says, the cure for higher prices. Are higher prices but now as we move into the second part of the question is how often is inflation being discussed now i think without a doubt we're seeing it in the uh, you know retail news both television print for whatever's left to print online uh, almost daily and if you look at the specifics of how often companies that are reporting their earnings uh, uh, are saying it actually it's not as much as even uh you know, really the middle of 2022. Uh, so, you know, I would say that, the, and this has been reported by FactSet, and they've noted that fewer companies mentioned the term inflation in their fourth quarter earnings calls compared to previous quarters. So right now we're at about 325 companies have mentioned it. Uh, that's about where we were in the third quarter of 2020. Uh, 21. Nevertheless, inflation does remain a prominent theme across company commentaries and outlooks. Combined, you know, this combined with reduced outlooks for net profit margins in the first quarter of this year, inflation and the company's ability to manage costs remain a front and center issue for corporate America. Now, that said, Facts Set did produce a chart that showed that the uh, term inflation rapidly increased in its use on earnings calls in 2021. Um, from a bottom, let's say, in the first quarter of 2020, where just 57 companies kind of warned of this, there was a study drum beat up uh, from Q120 all the way to the peak right around the end of the first quarter and second quarter of 2022. Uh, as I said, this topped out in the uh, – You know, I would say probably in the fall of last year, and while roughly twenty percent quarter over quarter decline in inflation mentions from S and P five hundred companies in the fourth quarter could be spun as a market positive, you could also argue higher price dynamics are now well understood by corporate leaders. And as I said. Previously, most all investors, uh, both uh, institutional and Main Street investors. This could mean inflation dynamics are well-entrenched in the current business environment and require fewer mentions by corporate leaders on earnings calls. The bottom line is net profit margins This are is WOMI
1: Owensboro. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.